You're listening to a Songwriters Right Radio, only on LA Talk Radio. Just love lyrics and life. It's a songwriter's right. Y'all already know it is because it's Wednesday at 8. What's going <laughs> on, peoples? I'm your boy, Scott E. Grant. My name is Leo Moctezuma. I'm Sydney. And you are listening and rocking with A, a Songwriter's, songwriter's right. right. Where it's all love, it's all lyric, and it's all about life every single time we come on this station for you guys. Mm-hmm. And this time, what's going on, family? How you guys feeling? Good. Good. I'm, I'm so excited because we have a very VIP guest in the hey, building. Hey. And I know you guys watching us on LA Talk Radio can see, but if you're listening on the podcast, we have in the building, Mr. Can you say it with me, Leo? Taylor. Hi, everybody. I love the fact that you said a very, uh, a very important VIP. That means a VI VIP. Yeah. Give me that VI yeah. VI. Yeah. Two V's, two I's, and a P. Yeah. Come on, that's what you <laughs> like. That. That. How you doing, Mr. Ty Taylor? I'm I'm amazing. Um, on the way over here, I was just thinking about how how great it is that. As artists, we get to sit amongst each other, even in someone's living room. But the idea that we get to sit and talk about music and and lyrics and life in a way that it gets to be spread over the airwaves yeah. and through mm. the computer and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's an honor to be here for me. And, and I'm excited to talk about songwriting because it is it is one of the biggest loves of my life mm. it is a, one of the things that haunts me the most come on mm. and um and it's it's great to talk about it with like minds and and kind of prick each other and intrigue each other i'm sure we'll all leave here and want to write songs you know absolutely I, the idea no of the write one tonight yeah. the on. idea <laughs> of the aftermath is, ex- is as exciting as what's happening right now to me so oh, that's I awesome, awesome. I, love it. I got chills i know <laughs> i know well we welcome you man we welcome you to the panel and we have such a fitting topic for you guys and we know I know, Leo knows, Sydney knows that this man has crazy fans around the world. So if you guys want to join in the conversation, call what number, Leo? 818-570-508, motherfucking five. Hey! Oh! <laughs> 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 you, you mixed it up. You did. You mixed it up. Ooh, the first three. <laughs> I didn't expect him to get that one. Like, I thought he was going to throw a three in that bitch somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know the number. I was like, wow, you're doing it. You guys oh, my good. goodness. You guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking about this week, you guys. It's the eighth episode of season three, and this is perfect because let's talk about something that we haven't talked about yet. And this is the Black Rocker Report. And this is the sense of not many people know much about black people when it comes to the sense of rock music. But lo and behold, we invented it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, lo and behold, who knew? And this man right here, you're taking it by the reins, man. I think you're you're like carrying that flag for the people who are really inspired and it's authentic. I just kind of opened it up for the panel. What what would you guys say about the Black Rocker Report? Who are some some of you guys' favorites? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's interesting that you say the thing about we created it because I think... um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to really say where things begin. But yes, we did create it. Come <laughs> <laughs> through. No, no, we uh. were, I was with my band, VintageTrouble.com. You don't know? Now you know. Was, no, that I'm, is I'm, a songwriter's <laughs> right all day. No, I, was, I, was with, I was with my band and we were in, on the road and we got to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm. on some time off. Mm. You know, we do things like that. You know, when we're, we're in Memphis, we try and go to Stax, we try and go to Motown different times. Wherever you are, we mm. try and get as much music knowledge as possible. It's so important. It's, it's beautiful because you go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they talk about the inspirations. One of the 
one of the main inspirations they talk about is Clara Ward and the Ward Singers, the gospel uh, singer. Yeah. They they talk about uh, 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 Joe Turner, Big mm. Joe Turner. Mm. Um, they talk about all these people that I would have never had any idea to even think might be the roots of rock and roll. I mean, I know where it came from, but for me, I think right away I think about your Little Richards and I think of about Etta James and Ruth Brown and these kind of people. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Yeah. But even before them. And even you know before what we think to be the blues, there's also the religion music, yes, which they are, yeah, which they are literally saying is the beginning of it. Because um, when you think about rock music, it came from a time when things were a little more um, sterile and cookie cutter and prim and proper, and it was the music that came around that felt overly spirited or overly sexual or overly raw and primitive that got this title of rock and roll. And so the idea that they um, recognize that the, the top of the spirituality comes from the church and that that's the, where the wildness came from, which is odd because it was the church that was trying to ban rock and roll. Of course. And rock and roll came from, it. from being inspired by the spirit. Yes. So um, for me, I'm stoked about being part of the rock and roll world, especially um, because of myself. You know, I really consider myself more of a soul singer, a rhythm and blues singer. Um, but that's just titles in itself. I like being in the center of a rock and roll world because for me, um, I like for things to be as wild as possible. I like to feel yes. like I feel like um, I'm kind of being contained and then that gives me a reason to want to break out, whether it be vocally, lyrically or whatever it has. Um, you know, a lot of times when people are pinned in, it makes them feel like they've lost. But for me, when I'm pinned in, it gives me a reason to roar. And that is rock and roll to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I he love that. freaking <laughs> roars. That. If you haven't seen a, a Ty Taylor Vintage Trouble show, it is out of control. If, just by the pictures we posted for no, this. I mean, out of control. You're like I mean, swinging like waist level with the mic. I don't know what you're doing in that, in that photo, but right, it's like right, this right. dude is performing. Yeah, if he you didn't swings. see his visual, he wasn't saying that I was a swinger. <laughs> Well, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that either. <laughs> Married you, and all. You did say you like things as wild as possible. He did just No, literally. I mean, it's so interesting because it's like I when I go to um, a Vintage Trouble show, I feel like I've been I'm, brought I'm back into this freaking world where, one, I always dre- I like to dress apart. Always yeah, kind of have it. my little vintage situation on because it just feels good to dress up and um, support him like that. But um, like I went to the, actually I was in London in April and um, I was blessed that they were there as well. So yeah. I got to see the show. I mean, this motherfucker Kills. <laughs> jumps off a shit, stage dives. Kills. People are like touching his balls and pushing. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's, it's craziness. And it's like I, I don't know if I don't know if I've ever told you this or if you feel the same way, but it's kind of. In a cool way, creepy cult. Like the his followers are like like back in the day. Like mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck. They call troublemakers for a reason. And then it's yeah. just like it's amazing. Well it's, it, that it, that was that was a, a big surprise that actually came out of nowhere. We were we started out in LA and we used to play at a place called Harvell's mm-hmm. and it's a, yeah. it's a legendary blues club in Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. Yeah. And we used to play there every week. And we did not choose the name Troublemakers for our fans. It's actually um, two of our fans, after about the third week we were playing, they said, you know, we are kind of responsible for making you guys who you are. And it is true, because we played on Tuesdays, Trouble Tuesdays, and out of nowhere, on a Tuesday night, this place went from no one being there Packed. to about the fourth weekend, you couldn't get into the place. Cannot so they called in. themselves the Troublemakers because they were making us. And, um, and, and, and it just uh, it caught on. You know, we went overseas after, within our first year because we had watched this documentary um, about uh, what is it called? Liberation songs in the 1960s. You know where they're questioning whether the music came first 
or whether the times made the music, you know, that kind of thing. And um, they were talking about the Stax music artists. And in, in the early 60s, 1967, by the time it got to 1967, Stax, are, they took their artists over to England. And because rhythm and blues was such a, a new thing there, it really caught on. So we wanted to do the same thing. Wow. So within our first year, we went to England. Mm. Um, our manager hooked us up with this show called The Jules Holland Show. And we went there and just acted up and acted crazy. And we were so nervous. It was our first television <laughs> performance. So we played the song about 15 BPMs faster than it was supposed to be. Go in. And, and <laughs> people didn't know it. what to do. And so I think right they away. Went, it caused trouble, huh? <laughs> it, it established us as this wild thing. And we established these fans in England. Um, uh, that had heard about the name The Troublemakers. And wow. so then our American fans and our England fans started having a rivalry over who were the biggest troublemakers. And that was <laughs> the beginning of it. All of a sudden it was Japan and Australia and, and every continent except for um, Antarctica, Antarctica, which we haven't gotten to yet. But we'll <laughs> hey. um, um, yeah, exactly. I got my coat. I'm ready. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's this whole thing about The Troublemakers has been so amazing because although I'm not a deadhead, although I've never been to a fish concert, there's something about a culture of people that will travel around the world for music Ooh, that is the most so beautiful true. thing. So true. I mean, sometimes that it makes sometimes I get sad because I think, you know, how are these people affording to do this? <laughs> and they find a way. They find a way, but we do it for other things, so why would it not That's be music? So true. I have yeah. some friends like that. They're always at another concert. They're always at some weekend. I'm like, how you got weekend money all the time? <laughs> no, I mean people will save up. People save up to, to go to a concert. And that, that is the most amazing thing it to me. It is, because it feeds really, their soul. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, rather than a jacket or coat or car, people would rather go see music. And how, I mean, what a, what a beautiful thing that is. Well, it becomes, it becomes a community. Like, it becomes a community. Like, you I, see your friends there, When I was right? on tour with Pink, you, these, these people, like they said, they save up money the whole year when they know if, if Pink is going on tour the next year, they've been saving up. And they will travel with us. It's kind of creepy, but it's also cool. It's beautiful. It's, you know, no, I mean, because I mean, different people that, that, that will tell you they can't, uh, they'll cry with you because they say it's their last concert they'll be able to go to. And then you'll see them in Spain, and they're from America. <laughs> and then they say they took up a second mortgage on their house to go. Mm, oh, my God. God. No, it's crazy. <laughs> that it's is a fan's right. That is. I don't know okay. what that is. That's wild. But it's like it, it, like it also becomes, like I said, a community. Like, you know, if you're a troublemaker or if you're a pink fan, like, and you live in Europe and you have a place that I could stay, like, it kind of like, like a sorority kind of, it's, cra it's but crazy. Here, but here's the thing that's really amazing. Maybe it's not in isolation, our troublemakers, but here's what the great deal is. Our fans are like a family, mm -hmm. yeah. and there are times when some can't go to concerts, and they will chip in and buy tickets for each oh, other. There are times when a fan can't buy Christmas presents for their kid, that's awesome. and our fans will chip in together wow. and buy that. At every show, when it's someone's birthday, they get there. At every one of our shows, there's a pre-party and a post-party scheduled by the by the fans themselves, where they get together ahead of time. So by the time, the reason why our shows are so crazy is because they've been drinking <laughs> since noon, <laughs> and, then, and then they party so hard, <laughs> and um, and then and then. After the show, they they ha they party, and what's been hard for us is that we really know them almost names. We know all of their names. That's awesome. And it's hard because the more fans you get, the less time you have to spend with each person, and you literally look in someone's eyes and feel bad that you can't spend more than a couple of minutes with them because you really do know their kids' names. You know about the trouble they had the week before, and you want to be able to give them the same amount of energy that they give you all year round. So and there's true. just not that amount of time. We actually had a hard time um, talking about a, a really good rock story. Some of our fans never ever listened to rock music 
And um, because of the brand of rock music we have, which is a combination of rhythm, blues, and yes. rock and roll, it has opened their eyes mm. to rock and yes. roll. And in the same way, on the opposite side, we have some fans that are hardcore rock fans, you know, ACDC, because we open for like, you know, ACDC and The Who and The Rolling Stones and these kind of people for, you know, tour around the world with them. And so a lot of those fans have never heard one rhythm and blues riff or one rock and roll um, one non-rock and roll band, they've never gone to a concert like that. So the idea that they get to get exposed to more rhythm and blues and soul because of our band. It's a perfect blend it's, it's, too. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really, it's really great. To see some guy, you know, with a, with a white beard and like a, <laughs> a, 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 a who t-shirt and jeans, you know, walking up to me and being like, you know, look what, like trying to do the wrist and stuff. <laughs> like, yes. Love that. Well, let's, let's talk about it's this, amazing. man. Let's talk about you guys' music. Nancy Lee, let's talk about how this song came to be. Give us the backstory. Um, well, my mother, um, God rest her soul, is Nancy Lee. And uh, she... She's one, she actually kind of remind me of her energy. My mother was one of these women from the South and she lived in, in, in on the farm, but she was like the lily of the farm. Mm. And uh, she was the president of her class, but she was also homecoming queen and she's also the, pre the captain of the basketball team. <laughs> wow. And, wow, moms. And, and my father um, was the opposite and he was a farmer. He even dropped out of school in seventh grade because he had to, um, take over from my grandfather when my grandfather couldn't work the farm anymore and he fell in love with my mother and I don't know my father was not a um, romantic person and I think my mother was so used to romance and, and education from other people that she saw my father and saw this rawness and um, I wrote the mm. song Nancy Lee because I felt like my father never would have um, been able to write a love song for my mother but wow. uh, if he could it would it would not be a, like one of those kind of like I love you I love you it would be something that was like somebody would Bonk it. <laughs> move it Bonk Girl, you so know that's why I wrote Nancy Lee um, I wrote it for my mother um, who was alive at the time from my father who was not alive at the time because I said to her I think if dad could write a love song for you it would be something like this one and so that's what it was and luckily before my mom passed away um, of, of, of cancer, she got to see uh, us open for Bon Jovi in Bon Jovi concert. She got to see a video. And in Nancy Lee, it's a call and response song. So she got to see s s over 70,000 people singing her name back and forth. Oh, and that was, yeah, that was a huge thing. Oh, oh my goodness. So and there's a music video for this song, and it was actually um, it was taped all on an iPhone. Yes. And it's really cool. And then Karmit Bakar actually plays Nancy Lee. Karmit uh -huh. Bakar from the Pussy Got Dolls, another Love really Kermit. good friend of ours. <laughs> and um, it's a cool freaking wow. video. It is cool. That, that's and a cool me, story, man. For me, I thought yeah, I was I being know, all cool. Right? I was like, make it diverse. You know, use my friend Karmit. My mother was like, my mother saw the video. She was like, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I, I mean. guess I can be a redhead, <laughs> white. <laughs> mixed race you gave, you gave me that southern mama <laughs> yes, kind of happy yes. for her son but disappointed at the same time <laughs> well, yeah I mean I mean, I mean. <laughs> but yeah I mean it's yeah, a it stinger so it's it a stinger so well here we go without further ado this is Nancy Lee written by you yeah Ty yes absolutely yes. let's cheers to Nancy Lee yes let's do Nancy that Nancy Lee Whoa. I see you Nancy Lee I hope that you see
country girl sitting on a porch squeezing lemons Taking what was given and making lemonade I was tearing down the dusty road back to the city When across the porch there I stayed And I tell you, I won't look here for it no But it came hunting me Sexy, sexy, love it. sexy. Love it. Come awesome. on, Miles. That was for you, Miles. I know. Yeah. It's so great because um, obviously I don't. I'm not obviously, but you don't. You don't sit around and listen to your own albums a lot. Yeah. Kind of thing. That and is so, an obvious thing. So, <laughs> right, so that was like you know that was like about five or six years ago, and you know you play the song a lot since then, and it's so nice to actually hear where it began because you you just remember. I can still remember being in the studio that day, and I can I can still remember where I was writing a lyric and. For some reason, when you listen to it, you just you, a whole wash comes over you. That whole feeling, right? No, it was a, it was a. When I wrote the song, it was a really, really hard time in my life. Actually, I was going through a breakup, and and I was kind of living in this place. It was a temporary spot, and I actually remember sitting there writing that song, and 
and just remembering how much joy thinking about my mom brought to me at that time. So it was really, really cool. Yeah, I, I'm trying not to get emotional about it. But <laughs> you I, had but to I get me emotional. I, no, I, 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 I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't thought about it until just now. That's the power of music, isn't it? That's yeah. what it's for. It's like no, a I healing remember, instrument. It's a healing instrument, but you, you know, as singers, you kind of, you know, we spend a lot of time doing the recording, which a lot of people don't get, in an isolated booth. Yeah. So in between takes, you're just still, and there's a lot of silence, and you think about what you did and what you didn't do. And when I was just listening to that recording, I just, I could smell the booth I was in. I could feel, <sighs> I can feel the dust coming around and, and just the silence. I just remember, I remember in, be I remember in wow. between take stopping and thinking about my mom and all that kind of stuff. Like it was just crazy. I just I hadn't thought about it since then, but it was a, it was a big moment I that, I, that I, quite often I probably don't give enough uh, time to think about how big it is that that song exists. Well, we're glad to that's do incredible. that for you now, Thank you for man. sharing Seriously, that with thank us. you for Absolutely. sharing that. That's, that's, that's the power of, that's what a songwriter's right is, the power to keep that emotion cap yep. captured in a file. Yeah. <laughs> in a song. <laughs> in a song, because you meant it, and you wrote it from a place that was real, and it'll always bring you back to that. Well, not only that, I wow. think, you know, a lot of times in our lives, we think, you know, have we done something that will outlast the breath we breathe on this earth? And for me... I haven't gotten to figure that out for myself yet, but I know now because that song, my mother will live beyond her breath. And that's what's cool for me. Oh Amen. my gosh. Amen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so beautiful. That's amazing, man. That's a th and thank you for being this vulnerable, seriously, because yeah. this is what it's about. Yeah, anyone that's you, watching you me know. knows it's like, oh, Ty's crying again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty emotional. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty emotional. Ty's crying I'm, again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink some more. Whether we're happy, <laughs> oh whether we're happy, sad, oh whatever happens to be, like you know, I'm pretty much alive. I love so. it. Well, let's take a break. Let's get yes. some tissue and let's call it a day. Just <laughs> lyrics and life. It's a songwriter's right. Oh my God, oh my God. 
a friend and give me a bottle I'ma go and go and go and go and go and oh, Drunk on the mic, don't let me get drunk on the mic Don't let me get drunk, I'll be in my grip, grip, grip Drunk on the mic, don't let me get drunk on the mic I'ma tell them all my secrets I told you that I fucked three guys when I was 16 What a fucking lie Just love lyrics and life. It's a songwriter's right. Wow, we back with the songwriter's right. Who wrote the, that? But, who wrote that bump? With that um, a, a drunk on the mic? No, no. It's a songwriter. Oh, that's me all day. <laughs> yes, all day, all day. Oh, that's me all day. That's me all day. Right. <laughs> Had to come through with the it's jingle. Okay. <laughs> come through. <laughs> Yes, yes, I love it. We was up in here jamming to Miss Mickey Shiloh with uh -huh. Drunk on the Mic, yo. Kendall Jenner, like Kylie Jenner, they all playing that song. It's amazing. It's amazing. I love that song, Mickey. And then we had Miss Country Blacks. I Good need a drink. I need a drink. Come on, Country. <laughs> yo, I'm so mad. I heard you was at Country's house. Y'all was at Country's house for Thanksgiving. Oh yes. Oh, we God. turned the f up. turned it up. Oh, it was like God. a fun mentioned. Thanksgiving. Like, it was a fun Thanksgiving, but it. My niece, oh God, I can't say that. <laughs> Somebody said to me, they're going to DD's because they didn't want to go. Well, I already said it. Hey, never mind. The reason why they said they were going there was because they wanted to go somewhere where the food was really seasoned. I know oh. that's right, though. Hey, you I'm not mad mean? at that. You can say it's her name for that because I feel the same way. I know. Because you could go some places and fuck up your whole day out here in L.A. Yeah, like, well, did I just eat raw chicken with well, not only that, not only that, that with turmeric? Depending <laughs> on where you come from, depending on where you come from, there are different spices you've gotten used mm -hmm. to. Totally. And, you know, like some people don't want marshmallows on top of yams. <laughs> I don't. You know, it. and some people don't want um, <laughs> potato salad that doesn't have a yellow tint to it because it's supposed to have some mustard in it. Exactly. And don't put apples in it. Don't, exactly. Don't and then put also, like, apples also, in it. But also, oh you know, greens God. are supposed to have a really deep, rich, smoky taste. <laughs> right. Some ham in it. Yeah. And, and I would tell you, the funny part about Country Black <laughs> is that um, I, I was Dee Dee was that I was going to go. We were going to her house, and I called her up the day before, and I was like, Dee Dee, so it's really three thirty. It's three thirty, Dee Dee. It's really Didi. It's it's, it's going to be three thirty. We got. To, I get to her house at four o'clock because I knew three thirty didn't mean three thirty. Dinner went on the table at six thirty. Okay, of course. Which was but still actually was the decent which was hour. Still early that for her. But here's the thing. No, but here's the thing. And I will say this in her honor. If it takes that long to have the food taste as good as it did, okay. it could have come out at seven thirty. It is worth and it the wait, worth honey. It. That's what we talked about. My my to go plate 
was so heavy. <laughs> this is the funny, no, it was so heavy that on the way out, it bent in half and half of it fell down. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. The paper so he came so back in to get the other half. Like, you needed reinforcements. You were like, I remember. You needed reinforcements. I, I know that's it. right. I don't care what nobody says. Show me where your aluminum foil is now. You need yeah. two plates. <laughs> I'm about to make top. a skyscraper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Country Backs cooking, she actually, on the side, aside from being an amazing singer, songwriter, artist, fucking shit up. She's funny as fuck. She's a cook and she has a catering company called um, The Art of Loving Food. So check her out. If you need your, if you need your event catered, go to mm-hmm. Country Black, DD, and, yeah, and The on, Art of Loving and Food. And on theme, she's black and her food rocks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Bring it back. We love that. We love that. Well, let's keep it going, guys. Let's keep it going with the... Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, right here. Now, the part, this is part of our show, Ty, yes. where we feature new music that's coming out from up-and-coming artists. And just just so happens that Songwriters Right is my album. And I have, yes. we have another one from Paragraph 3 Vote coming out. And this time, I'm not going to play the actual song, but I'm going to play the remix that I let you hear the other day, oh, yes. Leo, of Drop the Cool. Leo's been doing the choreographer. Cho- cho- how, yeah. how do you say the it? Choreography. Leo? Oh, choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> co- choreographer. Choreographer. Choreographer, choreographer for you. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, am doing that. I am Scotty's choreographer. <laughs> yes, come through. Yes, take that label. I love it. <laughs> come through with that. So this is Drop the Cool, which is going to be premiering on, on my uh, SoundCloud in about two weeks. So this is Drop the Cool, the remix. Here we go.
I was ready to go over to the light switch and be like, I love it. I love it. The original is banging, though. That is my man, Mr. Jesse Slater, who I also did my last single with, and me and him co produced it together. And it's coming out on my SoundCloud and on Paragraph 3 of A Songwriter's Right coming out New Year's, guys. So you guys have to look out for that. I love that. Hopefully at the clubs, because that was. Hopefully, we were moving, right? I love it. I love it. I think we have a call for you, Mr. Titel. Let's see who's on the lines. Uh-oh. What's going on, caller? This is the songwriter's right. What's your name and who's your call? Who's your question for? <laughs> hey, it's me, Ty. Who is it? Who's this? This is a songwriter's <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Ty. Yes. Yes. Um, man, I'm so glad I was able to get through to you. Um. Number one, I wanted to thank you and the rest of your band, Vintage Trouble, for uh, restoring what I lost in music. Oh. Wait, wow. who, wait, who is this? We need to hear your name. Who, what, what's your name? did for me. Um, which, what's your name? Explain, or at least explain what we restored. What, we, what did you mean by that? Jesus, Ty, uh, you know, I've been a bass player for uh, 20 odd years, not to date myself. Um, but um, I've always been a uh, Motown uh, Memphis Soul fan. Wow. And what did you think was missing? Um, what did you think was missing that needed to was, be restored? Uh, it's been so lost for, you know, forever. I. Uh, Maybe I lost my way. Maybe, uh, you know, the music did. Maybe it was a combination thereof. But, um, man, one day I discovered, you know, Vintage Trouble, and um, you guys restored me. And thank you. You Thank you for calling in. I mean, for me, and this is a question I have for you. I mean, so often as songwriters, we we write music and, and... we think to ourselves, is it enough for today or is it just enough for ourselves in our, at our home? So for you, do you feel like what we did is something that um, it, it affects a certain genre of people or do you think it's something that it should be more exposed so that the whole world can feel it? Do you feel like there's anything overly too to something about it that makes some people feel like it shouldn't be on the radio? Like, what do you, what do you think about this music you know needs Ty, to be heard honestly, by more people? Um, I can affect the world as a whole. I know what it does for me. Uh-huh. Um, I, I know what, you know, I know what I wish it could do. I know. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I wish I, you know, I know what I wish it could it's convey. All good. You know, well, can, to, you can, know, to the planet and and make folks 
you know, put folks in in a place. Thank you um, so much. If you will. Thank you so much. I, I do love the fact that when you say that and when other people say that, you know, when you're when you write songs and when you play music, you just hope that um someone is gonna understand it more so than just yourself or your friends around right. you. Because your friends at home are always gonna say, Oh, I love your song That's or whatever. Great. So the idea that um our music has affected someone like it's affected you. It's restored even to the point him. It restored you. Wow. And even to the point that you take the time to call in and let it be known. That is one of the, you, you are my first holiday gift, and I want to oh, thank you for coming. Yeah, we love that. I want to know your name. Oh, sweet Jesus, man. That's uh, incredibly humbling. Thank you so much, Ty. Thank you. What's your name, man? Uh, my name is Jess. Yeah, Jess. Yeah, Jess. Jess. We got it. Just in time. Thank you so much for calling in, Jess. You have a good night, man. We, we're going to take these comments and live with them. We appreciate you. Guys, thank you. Thank you, Jess. Happy holidays. Love it, love it, love it. Man, That's come a, on. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Come through, <laughs> Jess. Said, I just wanted amazing. you to know that you guys put back in music what I've been missing, yeah. and you restored me. Mm. That's powerful. Come on. It is powerful to me because a lot of times, especially as, you know, when you're a kid, and we all choose to do something that's artistic, and you feel... Um, you have so many people around you that are going to school to be doctors yeah. who are restorers mm -hmm. and to be um, uh, lawyers that also restore lives and things like this. So the idea that we get <laughs> to be known as artists that are also restorers yeah. of people's lives and mm -hmm. let you know that you, you know, your decision making was worth um, battling what others, what others might have thought was not even a real mission in life. Oh my goodness. You know, a lot of people think that um, not only songwriters and, and musicians, but they think that artists in general, um, they're doing it for themselves. And what they don't really understand is the truest of us are doing it for the reason that this man just called in. Because yeah. there's something inside of you that you know that you're put on this planet that you can offer to people that will help them get through their every day. Hey. And the fact that they can say that helps us get through our every day. And you know what's kind of crazy? The fact that he's saying you you and your music, you guys' music restored him, but the fact is that we write the, mu the music to restore ourselves. Yes. Hope, hope, hoping that someone will, else will get restored from yeah, it. Well, but we do it for, for our own, our souls. Your, your you know? souls, but sometimes, I mean, I think, and it, it can vary because sometimes we've already been restored mm -hmm. on the subject that we're writing of about. Of course, yeah. And because we've been restored, you we want to share, yeah. we share what mm -hmm. helped us come alive again and for me what's really nice too is that you know we talk about um my band specifically i want to talk about because of the time that we're in this world and what my band represents you know we are a mixed race band we are a mixed cultured band mixed religion band mixed you know we oh, my guitar player is from sweden you know my bass player is a white guy that's a, uh, a r&b bass player from florida you know my drummer is a hippie from laurel canyon you know i'm a black guy from new jersey you know we play together and we make this music and and hopefully represent a togetherness in rock and roll right. and in music in general that people can see and understand that not just in the medium that we do it, but there's a strength in diversity coming together. Because, you know, like minds are always great, 
but it's a lot of people saying the same thing. Yes. But when you bring together people from varied backgrounds, what you do is you have power from so many different um, d- different backgrounds. I've never heard that. You can be with a lot of like minds, but it's just a lot of people saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. yeah. And a lot of times there's not enough space to talk. Like what I really love, this is a little bit off subject, about the whole beatnik period is, you know, you'd see these things and at one table having coffee, it was a poet and a painter and a lawyer and a, um, uh, you know, a, a sculptor. And I think the reason why they did that was so that you didn't have to play a song for someone and then them say, oh, now listen to my song. Mm-hmm. Because when you are two like minds, you always hear yourself in whatever anyone else of is doing. Course. But when you're different people, I can appreciate someone's sculpture more than I can probably appreciate their song. Of course. Because it has, it, it's not my song I'm thinking about while they're singing their of song. Of course, right. wow. And so that's why I love the fact that my band is so diverse. And it leads itself to some challenges sometimes because a lot of times it is Getting it's some easier. calls in, man. Some people you want know, to talk to a lot you, of times man. It's, it's, people a lot want times to talk it's, to it's you. E- it's easier when you have like minds because sometimes you can, you know, you have the same backgrounds. And it, but the idea of it not being quite so easy leads to better communication when the problems are solved. I think. That's well, this is amazing. Well, we have another caller online. What's going on, caller? You on the line with songwriters, right? And Mr. Ty Taylor, what's your question? Ty Taylor, I just want to express my appreciation and admiration for you. This is Jane Hartford. I'm in Minnesota. Um, we spoke briefly about how music helps with the PTSD. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, this is, um, this is a woman that I spoke online with about, um, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, and, um, and we were talking about, she was saying that there were a few lines from a couple of the Vintage Trouble songs that basically are a mantra for her. And for me... It's that's again, I don't think, you know, people can read books. Some people relate to books, but when people relate to music, it, it is power because it's not only words, but it's also melody and it's vibration. And um, the fact that the words, you know, when I grew up, if, when I grew up, it was I, w- I was a bad reader. I was bad in English. I was bad in all these things that I consider myself to be an expert now. And and so the idea that there are some words that I put together that are on your wall that you say every day wow. that help you and your group get over things that have happened in the past. To me, that is a thing that makes me feel like Superman. And so I look forward to the next time. Are you? You said you're in Mini. Are you in Minneapolis? Minnesota. Minnesota. But we're in Minnesota. Minnesota. Significantly north of Minneapolis. <laughs> north of Minneapolis. But I, th- I think I'm coming to Minneapolis next week. And if you're there, Are I will you? definitely right. see. If you want to get in touch with me, I will definitely make some time to see. You. But it's one of those things where. We're coming. And the, the, the very, the very same thing happened with the, with the, some soldiers that were um, part of this thing called Segs for Vets. And this, these Segway gives. Uh, some vets that have had their legs taken off to give them the vet, uh, segues to, to travel with. Mm. And we have a song called Not A Right By Me, and he says they use that as part of their rehabilitation as well. Wow. And so that, that to me, I love dancing, but those kind of things, when words really get to people and help them, that's, dancing is great, because you know, that's, that's great to get people partying without really much thought. That's mm-hmm. another th- mm-hmm. form of therapy. But the idea that people can really use something to help them get over a mountain that's huge. That's amazing. What's your name, dog? Jane. Thank you for yes. calling, Jane. Say hello to your man for me, and 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 thank you for being in touch and sending pictures and and words and all that kind of stuff. Um, I look forward to meeting you someday. Absolutely, that would be great. If you're in Minneapolis, I'll make a way to get there. Cool, <laughs> love it. Bye, Jane. <laughs> okay, bye. 
Awesome, man. This is I mean, amazing. This is this is so. I mean, so many calls are coming through, and we're like, I, but let's. I want to play some more. Let's. Can we restore some more people real quick? Yes. Yes. Can we? Let's just get into it. Blues, hand me down.
Esto es Lino Kazuma, está escuchando a Songwriters Right, only on latalkradio.com. Just love lyrics and life. I can't believe it's time. Come through with this. It was Spanish. It wasn't African. We love it. We love it. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. We love that song. Love that song. And we're going to keep this going because we just got this. We just having so much fun. And it's just like. vibes in this room right now. So much fun. I just want to point out on that particular song. The guitar playing of my uh, guitar player Nolly Colt, and yeah. and just he's it's all over that track, and and the bombastic drum playing of my drummer um, Richard Danielson, and and the dope ass bass lines of, of Rick Barrio Dill. You know, I'm here just representing <laughs> my, my band, and I just need to point out. Uh, have to, have out. to, have to, have to, have to. I think it's time now that we love that lyric. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, sit, bit. I love it. So I'm so excited that I could do this because I'm like lyrics are. I love music in general, but lyrics, good lyrics, there's nothing like them to me. Um, so because we're you know we're talking about rock and roll and and black people who have been trailblazers in rock and roll, who else you know who better than Jimi Hendrix? Uh, yes, of yes, of course. Um, so I want to talk about his song "Bold as Love." <sighs> I find I find it to be one of the most beautiful songs ever written lyrically. Um, it's it, it's just incredible to me. And the first time I heard it, I actually heard it on John Mayer's Continuum album. We were just talking about that. And did um, not know that it was a Jimi Hendrix song. I know I didn't either. I, and I was you know I had I heard the song, loved it, didn't really know why because I was twelve was or thirteen. <laughs> yeah, and was like, <laughs> what does this song mean? Um, but the longer I listened to it, and the more I listened to it, I was just like, this song is so everything so um i'll get into it um anger he smiles towering in shiny metallic purple armor queen jealousy envy waits behind him her fiery green gown sneers at the grassy ground blue are the life-giving waters taken for granted they quietly understand once happy turquoise armies lay opposite and ready but wonder why the fight is on but they're all bold as love yeah they're all bold as love yeah, they're all bold as love. Just ask the axis. Wow. So, wow. and I mean, he goes on and he, he's using this sort of color motif to describe his emotions and talk about the roles that they play. Go on more. Is there more? Oh, yeah, oh, there's go, more. Go on, My more. red is so confident. He flashes trophies of war and ribbons of euphoria. My orange is young, full of daring, but very unsteady for the first go round. My yellow in this case is not so mellow. In fact, I'm trying to say it's frightened like me. And all these emotions of mine keep holding me from giving my life to a rainbow like you. Mm. Wow. What? It's, it's I just, I, every time, I mean, I can read lyrics, I can listen to the song, and every single time it puts me, like you were saying earlier, it puts you, I mean, obviously I didn't write it, but it puts me in, in that place of hearing it for the first time, of just being like, there's something really special about these really? lyrics, and they're, they're coming from such a deep and, you know, vibrant amazing colorful place right right a lot of that a lot of that it's coming from about three tabs of the best acid that the 70s can supply <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, so, can I just give a little bit of a story please please, do it, please, do it. please. I was talking at um, music um, MI music institute mm-hmm. and this this one woman said to me like your lyrics are amazing your thing is so amazing like as an artist, I want to be more loose. How do I do this? I was like, okay, I'm about to not be invited back here again. Okay, because I'm about to give you but, the real. But <laughs> drugs. 
just pick one. My whole bad life. I was like, I was like, hey, when you, I mean, and I, there are obviously <laughs> other ways, and I'm not saying that you need drugs of to do this. Of course not. No. But in all time, when people are talking about the people that are so, that have lasted time, this, these lyrics, these lyrics come from drugs. Yeah, they don't come from the sober place. <laughs> no, Definitely no, saying, not. As it's happening, as you started reading them, I was saying to myself, what? I wish I could come on? together. No, no. At first, I was like, oh, my God, that is a And I was like, oh, acid. A rainbow, <laughs> a rainbow like you. Right. you oh, know, no, I mean, like people say, how did Janis Joplin get to that place where... Mm. Drugs. <laughs> so I know. I hate, I hate to jump to the side because there are other ways to get there besides that. Of course. That, but the, uh, the shortcut? I mean, it's not sober. It's transcendent. You can't it's definitely like transcendent. Or the thing is, I mean, DMT is what babies are born with. High. It's a real drug. It's, it's just a higher level of thinking and consciousness, mm -hmm. which I think is what drugs mm -hmm. allows yes. you to access. Yes. Right. Uh, a, a new world of being able to put ideas together. Mm -hmm. yes. Like yes. a rainbow like you, you've never heard anybody talk like that. In, in everyday mm -hmm. life. You know, but on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> or or, or, they, had, or they had done them before. And, and, and remember the rainbow out. that they mm -hmm. saw when they was looking at a human. It was like a rainbow. Like well, you. I mean, as you were as you were saying those <laughs> lyrics, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind, besides the second thing that came to my mind, was really just the idea of of, of how important metaphor is to songwriting. Right. And mm -hmm. a lot of time in uh, uh, popular radio music, you know, we're not allowed to express ourselves in that deep of of um, of a descriptive prose, mm -hmm. prose. Yeah. And, and and it's it's just so beautiful to hear it as i was listening to it i was also thinking i wish that could happen today and i and i hope for tomorrow that can happen over the grand airwave mm -hmm. because a lot of times we are told what does that mean and they don't understand that absolutely yeah. can you just change that to red blue yellow right great great, great. red right. blue isn't yellow that's love love red blue yellow is love love <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that the beautiful thing of when you have lyrics like that it really leaves every individual up to their own interpretation really and it makes you want to well, slow exactly. down and stop and, and, and listen I, I, and I listen. kept asking you can you say that again I kept wanting you to say each line again I know, I know. right I mean and talk about music that will last I mean I this I took two lines of this song um, once happy turquoise armies lay opposite ready but wonder why the fight is on that was my senior quote <laughs> in my wow. in my yearbook because I and that. I could have chosen any couplet of the entire song but it wow. just was it's just it lasts <laughs> it's the yeah. type of thing that lasts because it's it'll never stop speaking to you and it'll never stop probably even for yourself I know for me what's really great about great lyrics like that is that not only do they last, they allow themselves to be, um, the re your relationship with them changes as you go through years. Right. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, well that's what that means now. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, oh, well that's, oh, well that, no, no. Mm -hmm. As you go through life, different things mean different things when they're really good. Right. Mm -hmm. So true, so true. Mm -hmm. well, I think we have a caller and I know this caller is super excited because you've been calling like 20 times and you just got through a girl, guy. What's going on, <laughs> songwriters? You just got through. What's going on? You're on Songwriters Right Radio with Mr. Ty Taylor. Hi, Ty Taylor, calling you from Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Who is this? This is Mary. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. He does know his fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got a lot of fans named Mary, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Mary in Atlanta, Mary in San Jose, so Mary... <laughs> Tell me how are you liking how are you liking the show today? Isn't it such a uh, it, to me this doesn't feel like a regular show. It feels like um 
Again, I wish there was some food here because I feel <laughs> I know, right? it feels that comfortable to me. How, yeah. How's it? How's it feel to you out there, Mary? No, it's really cool. I'm sitting up here. I'm supposed to be working, but I'm sitting here enjoying you guys, Love enjoying it. each other. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we've. Ne- I mean, I've never sat here with these guys, and I feel like. I'm part of the show that happens every week. Like it feels you so are. So you can be if you want. Feel, it, just feels so, it feels so comfortable, right, Mary? Yeah, you do. You do. But Ty and Vintage Trouble are like their music is real music. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Just, you know, it's not fake. It's when they're on stage, they leave everything there. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh, and that's what everything. it's about. Yeah, it yeah. is. It and is. have you been yeah, to? Have I, you been I to live? Sh- you've been to live shows, obviously. What's one of your favorite Vintage Trouble songs, Mary? Um, Out of You. That's one of my favorites. Uh, I got, I was, listen, I broke my cherry with Nancy Lee. Hey. I, was, I, was, I remember. Oh, you mean Run Out of You. I was like, what song was she talking about? I love how you didn't address it, though. You were like. I had to figure out what she meant. You meant run out, run out, of, run out of you. Yeah, gotcha. I was, when she said out of you, and I was kind of like, did I write that? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, I, you know, you be having a whole bunch of songs. I did write that. No, but in song, the song she was talking about, run out of you, um, along with having an amazing guitar solo at the end, it is the song that, um, I don't know if you've been listening to the whole uh, show today, Mary, but it's the song that was about the relationship I was talking about when I said I was just ending a relationship. And um, to me, uh, the song you brought up, run out of you, is... It's, it's, it's really special because I'm, I, I hate failing. Mm. And so sometimes people that are addicted to success stay in relationships a lot longer than you're supposed to because you don't want to feel like um, you didn't make something work. And so the song she's talking about is called Run Out of You. And the very first line of the verse is, you know, look what the wind blew in just when I thought, you know, I'd, I'd been fine. Just when I thought the cuts didn't hurt anymore, basically. Mm. And so it's one of those things where you're saying to someone, you know, you've been gone this time too long. I've run out of you. So like this time, that oh. every other time they came back right before you ran out, mm, and so you could concept. keep it. Yeah, mm. uh, you know, and, and so right before, right before they came back, they had run out, and so it's 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 a big one because it was it was the end of an era. That song went out of you, but the beginning of who I think I am now, and that's someone that tries not to let people take advantage of my good nature. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd, I'd run out of the giving and. For me, it had almost taken me to a place, and I'm such a, I'm such a, I love being bright, and it, I was getting dark, and so I had to cut it off. And so I love the song because it's one of the darkest songs I've written, but I think people relate to it because a lot of people, especially thus, those of us that love music, mm. you know, we, we go beyond sometimes what the human spirit should allow you to go on before you start breaking. We give to other people so that they can shine. What we should have kept. Yes. Yeah. Amen. We all learn that lesson yeah. the hard way, usually. The hard way. Yeah. But it usually has a good song yeah. that comes along with it. Mary, we love your spirit over here. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm loving you guys. But one thing about that song, it's just the ultimate combination of soul and rock. Mm-hmm. And Mally um. Coke on that, um, it's just, you have Ty on the vocals, and then you have Mally, and you just want to just float. Um. So beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I really love that. I just want to float listening to your voice, Mary. Oh, I love it. You. Love it. Well, we yeah. thank you for calling in, Mary. You have a good night. Mary, yeah? it's your season. <laughs> well, Ty, when are you coming back to Atlanta? Um, I don't know. Next year. I mean, when are you guys coming to play in Atlanta? That's what, That's my yeah, question. Yeah, you know, we'll be, we'll be there next year. The top of the year we'll be putting out um, next year's 
tour schedule and Atlanta is always included because you know not only do I have a lot of family there but it's just it's Atlanta and it's it's hot and it's sexy and um, it's peachy and yes. we'll, we'll be there before you know it hey. love it cool man look forward to hearing you see you later Mary <laughs> love it love it love it man you got I mean the, cal- the calls are still coming in guys I'm so sorry we can't take all of them because we have to listen to Ty Taylor sing some more yes. right now I think it's time for the concert closet Yes, 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 you are. Now, this week, we got something. I mean, we had to pull this out of the closet because why not? This man's voice is just like a icon, I think, in its own right. Let's listen to Mr. Ty Taylor sing with Vintage Trouble at Austin City Limits TV, which is another man's words. I love this song, man. Thank you. Here we go. Yes, 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 it is. And that was the concert closet, you guys. Ty Taylor, thank you so much, man, for coming through, man. Yeah, thank you amazing. so much. 
And that was Austin City Limits. You know, it's, it's an amazing, amazing dream to be on that show. And we got to do it with the Alabama Shakes, one of our favorite bands. And it was just a beautiful day. And again, there goes Ty getting all emotional. At the end of this, at the end of that show, I broke down because, you know, sometimes as artists, there, there are milestones you have in your life. And you just hope when you get there, you don't fuck it up. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you know, toward the end of that concert, the band and I, we just would work so hard to get to that place. And at the end, with the last song, with that song, Run Out of You, she talking about it. And as, as it was happening, as it was rolling down, we'd felt like we had kind of gotten to the place we wanted to be. And yeah. we showed out the way we wanted to. And like, so at the end, we were all just so emotional Love because we would actually did it. And there, there are a few moments in, in my life that I've had that felt as good as that day um, of that concert that you played. We appreciate it, man. We appreciate everything that you are, everything that you continue to represent and be in the world of rock, black, all of it. <laughs> Human, all of it. And we appreciate you rocking with a songwriter's right, man. It's not been an hour already, has it? It's, it's been already. an hour. They're yeah. like, they like, so no. fast. Oh, if we're even still on the air right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're going to be right back, y'all, next week. Peace out. Just love lyrics and life. It's a songwriter's right. You feel better. It is.